0: الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والصلاه والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى اما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم فاذكروني اذكركم واشكروا ولا
1: تكفرون وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم Akthiru min dhikri hazim illaddaat al mawt awkama al nabiyu sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Or
0: suspected all of my brothers and elders.
1: It is a topic of Allah ta'ala that we gather for the sake of Allah. Ta'ala. These little gatherings. Whether it's here, whether it's somewhere else, conducted by anybody else, where the gatherings of deen take place, this is something which is very, very valuable in the sight of Allah Ta'ala. And the worth and value of this will only be realized on the day of Tiyamat. But to give us some idea about this in the Ahadith nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam mentions that when there's a gathering where the remembrance of allah tala takes place this too is a gathering where allah Ta'ala is being remembered and like this many other gatherings that take place so the angels surround such a gathering so one benefit already is that a person in such a gathering is in the company of the angels of Allah Ta'ala. That makhluk, that creation, يؤمرون, They are never disobedient to Allah Ta'ala. Pure, completely sinless. So when a person is in sinless company, then that is going to rub off onto him also. So one benefit already of in being in a gathering of deen, the gathering of the remembrance of Allah Ta'ala is that a person has the company of the angels for that period of time. Person, obviously, his intention is essential. What intention we gather for? Why is somebody speaking? Why is somebody listening? All for the sake of Allah Ta'ala. Then we are in the company of the angels. Then, when the gathering is over, the angels then proceed towards the heavens. Allah Ta'ala is the know of everything Allah Ta'ala knows every last detail of what was in our hearts and minds let alone where we are Allah Ta'ala is that being who knows the deception of the eye and what the heart conceals what the person's mind is thinking where is he gone to in the middle of his namaz sometimes where his heart and mind is and sometimes he in sajda. But what is he making sajda on? This is something which people, when they sometimes mention, person says, I am making sajda, and I am making sajda also, I am making sajda still on that filthy picture that I saw. That is still in my mind. So Allah Ta'ala is a way of where a person is, where his heart is, where his mind is. Allah Ta'ala is a know of everything. But despite knowing everything, Allah Taala questions the angels, that where are you coming from? So the angels reply and say, we are coming from that gathering where your bandas, your servants were gathered and they were remembering you. And they were engaged in your tasbih, glorifying you, in your tahmeed, praising you, in your takbir, expressing your greatness, remembering you. So Allah Taala says that did they see me? They are engaged in this remembrance of me in praising me, glorifying me but did they see me? And you say no they didn't see you So Allah Ta'ala asks the angels can we imagine that at the termination of this gathering this conversation will take place between Allah Ta'ala and his sinless angels and they will be discussing weaklings sinful beings like us so Allah Ta'ala then asks that if they saw me what they would do? Had they seen me, they didn't see me and they're engaging in my remembrance, had they seen me what they would do? So the angels then reply that, Ya Allah, in that case they would then exert themselves even more in remembering you. Now this is the test of dunya. Dunya, the whole life in, on earth is a test. Inna insana min amshaj nabtali, faj'alnahu Allah Ta'ala says, We created this insan from a drop of mingled fluid, and the whole object of this is Nabutali so that we may test him, put him to trial. whole world, is, a, whole life is a test. Allah Ta'ala created us, created this whole system of life and death. Allah Ta'ala created this life and death so that he may test you ahsan wa amala. who does the best of actions so Allah Ta'ala has kept many things in the unseen his being is in the unseen and Jannat and Jahannam is in the unseen the angels that throng the gathering are in the unseen the conversation that takes place between Allah Ta'ala and his angels is in the unseen and Allah Ta'ala has kept it like that otherwise there is no test left this world if it had to be like this that like a person sometimes comes and says that I'm making Sajda also on that filthy picture if at that time while he's in Sajda and still his mind and heart is in that filth and if at that time the angel gives him one slap and if every time something like this happens the angel immediately slaps a person the moment he casts some wrong glance next thing from the he doesn't know where the hand came from he didn't even see the hand but the slap came then there will be only Farishtas on this earth and there'll be no test left. Because no matter what the person thinks about doing, he'll first think about the slap that will come from nowhere. So Allah has that qudrat. Allah has that power. One person was making tawaf of the Kaaba Sharif. And while he's making tawaf of the Kaaba Sharif, he's just repeating one thing. Only one thing he's repeating. inni إني bika minka. منك I seek refuge in you from you. Ya Allah, I'm seeking refuge from you. In yourself, as he is carrying on, he is making tawaf. So somebody is overhearing this. This person is only repeating the same thing. He's saying nothing else. So, eventually, when this person completed this tawaf, he asked him that "What is the meaning of this? There's so many du'as to recite. There's are du'as to recite, and you are saying this all the time. What is the meaning of this?" So he says, well, you overheard me, so let me tell you the story. He says, I was busy making tawaf at some point in time. And while making tawaf, my gaze fell on some woman and I cast a lustful glance while making tawaf. A hand came out from the corner of the Kaaba Sharif and it hit me on my face, my one eye is blind. And I was told, you do this again, then the same treatment will be meted out to you again. Now some... People, Allah Ta'ala treats them in a certain manner because they are on a certain level and sometimes for the purpose of ibrat and lesson for everybody else these are, these are not fairy tales, these are realities sometimes it seems like far-fetched it seems like distant things Allah Ta'ala is making this known by various things sometimes these unseen things become seen by some people so that it will become a lesson for the rest of mankind so Allah is the know of everything. Yet Allah asked the angels that they have seen me. The angels say, no, they didn't see you. If they saw me, what they would do? They say, Allah, they'll exert themselves even more in remembering you, in being obedient to you. So then Allah asks that, what are they seeking? They are remembering me. What do they want? What do they desire? What are they thirsting after? The angels reply, what they are seeking is Jannah." That is why they are taking that effort, that toil, that hardship sometimes, some difficulty, waking up early in the morning. Sometimes it's a cold winter's morning, but they are leaving their cozy homes and proceeding to the house of Allah Ta'ala for Fajr Salah. Sometimes it's a late summer's night and Isha is late, but they are not going to bed despite being tired. First we've got to perform a Isha Salah. Sometimes it's a hot summer's day and it is a month of Ramadan, but the person is fasting, the long fast despite the heat and all the thirst and whatever else yeah, they are doing all this because they are desiring something that they work for the dunya but they don't work only for the dunya they work for the akhirat as well they are desiring Jannat Allah ta'ala says, have they seen Jannat angels reply no they haven't seen Jannat Allah ta'ala, what will happen if they see Jannat while they are in the world if they see Jannat what will be the case yeah, Allah, in that case then they will exert themselves even more are they seeking protection from something yes ya Allah they are seeking protection from Jahannam that is why they are staying away from Haram that is why they are engaging themselves in your remembrance they are keeping themselves in gatherings of Deen they are keeping themselves in good company so they are seeking protection from Jahannam have they seen Jahannam they are seeking protection from it, have they seen it no they haven't seen it what will happen if they see it Ya Allah, then they will stay even further away from all the things that lead to Jahannam. So Allah Ta'ala then answers to the angels and says to them that you bear witness that I have forgiven them. You bear witness that I have forgiven them. The angels say, Ya Allah, you have forgiven them, but there was a certain person who just came by the way. He didn't come with the object of being part of that gathering. He had come for some other purpose, maybe to visit somebody, to for some other work, well, he saw something taking place, so he just around, he had to wait. Allah Ta'ala says, Humul la This gathering is such that the person who came by chance also, he is also not deprived. Whoever joins such a gathering, the gathering is such a great gathering in the sight of Allah Ta'ala, that no person who is part of that gathering is deprived. Now, this is the benefit of being in a gathering of deen and many a times shaitan will sort of distract a person that there's so many other things out there so many exciting things happening people are going here and there and everywhere so why should you get deprived, why you should be left out but wherever there is an opportunity to be part of a gathering of deen wherever provided that whoever is conducting the gathering of deen is imparting deen is imparting what is authentically transmitted to us and is not imparting some deviation in the name of deen so provided that deen is being imparted in its correct form then these are opportunities to grab these are things that we will not understand sometimes that it is benefiting us but it is benefiting Prophet so Muhammad used to give the example sometimes a person used to come and say that initially when I was making zikr I used to get some feeling and experience some things within happening in my heart now I don't see anything happening says well that is number one not the objective the object of zikr is not any feelings the object of zikr is the zikr itself to get to Allah Ta'ala. zikr zakir ko mazkoor tak panchata hai the zikr takes the zakir the person who is remembering to the mazkur. To the being that is remembered, the zikr is the means. The one who is engaging in the zikr, the zikr takes him to the one who is remembering. And by means of the zikr, the remembrance of Allah Taala, he reaches Allah Taala. He becomes conscious of Allah Taala. And this is the real life of a person that is conscious of Allah Taala. Masalul ladhi Rabbahu ladhi Rabbahu hayi wal The person who remembers Allah Taala, who is conscious of Allah Taala. His example, Nabi says, is like the example of a living person. And walladhi kuru rabba, the one who is neglectful, who is not conscious of Allah Ta'ala, is like a person who is dead. A whole world of dead people won't be able to do anything. And unfortunately, this is the present situation of the Umad, That By and large, we are no better than dead because of our neglect and our unmindfulness of Allah Ta'ala. So no matter what our numbers are, we are a morsel for the disbelievers. Because it's like dead. You have a dead lion, then a small child also goes and pokes his eyes. He's just a dead lion. it just starts. Uh, it's stuffed. There's no reality in it. That small child also goes and pokes his eyes. He puts his whole hand inside the mouth of that lion. He also knows he's dead. He can do nothing. Lifeless. But if it's an ailing lion, it's a sick lion, but it's alive, then nobody takes a chance going near it it's still alive there's still life in it unfortunately because of our neglect of deen and because we have become so far away from the consciousness of Allah Ta'ala, even sometimes despite our apparent adherence to certain aspects of deen sometimes a person is, is, is regular with his salah sometimes a person is making tilawat of the Quran Sharif daily, he's making zikr daily but the heart and mind and the mindset is something else the person is performing Salah also, but his heart and mind is something else. As a result, we are like dead. So, the issue is that that, that this person came to complain about that, or mentioned that I don't get these feelings anymore. I first told him that this is not the objective. The objective is not feelings. The objective is to earn the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala and to become conscious of Allah Ta'ala. Nevertheless, initially, when a person starts making zikr, starts doing some righteous actions. The example of it is like an earthen pot. In India, many places they have these earthen pots, batka they call it. And when it's unused, now a person starts filling water into it. When it is unused and now he starts filling water, it actually starts making a whistling sound as the water is filling in. And each time a person fills water in it, he can hear some kind of a whistling sound. But after a while, when it has been used a while, that water now has been absorbed in all the crevices, now the person can't hear any sound. He's filling water, he's filling the whole thing also, he can hear nothing. But does it mean there's nothing coming in? There's no water coming in. The water is getting filled. But just that he can't hear that sound anymore because it's now accustomed to the water being in it. The water has now permeated it. The water has been absorbed in it. So likewise, when a person becomes accustomed to the zikr of Allah Ta'ala, he becomes accustomed to that zikr absorbs into every bit of his heart outwardly he feels nothing but it is filling up and it is filling up more than before also so the object is not to feel anything the object is to do what is meant to be done to get to Allah Ta'ala so in any case this aspect is the thing that we have to keep in mind that these gatherings of deen are very essential for us to be regularly part of some gathering of deen regularly because this is food for our for our hearts, for our souls. And this is filling up. When a person sometimes attends some gathering of deen and leaves, he sees oh, what happened, we came, we sat, we heard, we went. But provided a person sits with the intention of pleasing Allah Ta'ala and to benefit from what is going to be discussed, to practice on it thereafter, with that intention. This is certainly benefiting a person. Whether the benefit becomes apparent immediately after one day, or after one month, or after one year, it will come apparent someday. But when a person stops it completely, then he wonders what happened, where I got misled, where I got redirected. The issue is to be part of the gatherings of deen, wherever we have this opportunity. And this is what will take us towards the reality. Many a times, we get so absorbed in the dunya, we get so enchanted with the things of the dunya, and the technology and the sciences the whatever else and we feel that this is the height of everything when a person his conversations will revolve only about the progress of dunya and what kind of advancement is taking place in all the fields of the world all means something within the limits of Shariat, we will benefit from it and those who have benefited us in this manner also, we are grateful to them, that is something also we are benefiting from but this is something that is a very trivial thing compared to the reality. Once, one group of youngsters, it was a free day and they decided that they want to just have a nice time. So it was a very nice morning, breezy morning. So they were living somewhere close by to the river. Said, let's go for a boat ride. So they came to the boat. Place and they hired one boat, they jumped in the boat. Now they are having a nice time talking, laughing, joking. But now, sometimes in this kind of situation, a person doesn't feel satisfied until he makes somebody the brunt of the part of his jokes. Just merely laughing and joking itself is sometimes not good enough. Somebody has to be made the object of the jokes, the subject of the jokes, rather. So now they found nobody else but that person who was uh, rowing the boat, the person who was his boat it was, he was taking them along. So he was an old man. One person asked him, uncle how old are you? He said, I am 60 years old. Achha, you are 60 years old? The other person asked him that did you uh, learn any geometry? He says, geometry, what's that? I never heard the word also. So everybody had a good laugh. Then the other fellow asked him, well okay, you didn't learn geometry. maybe you learnt uh, something about trigonometry this sounds even more scary I didn't hear about the first word this word yeah I didn't hear even so like this they started talking about all the very one fellow asked him something else and each time somebody asked him something everybody had a good laugh about it oh this poor old man is listening to this each time his answer is that well I didn't hear this I didn't learn this eventually when everybody had their turn uncle it seems you wasted your life half your life you wasted half your life you wasted, you didn't learn trigonometry and you didn't yeah. learn geometry and you didn't learn rocket science and you didn't learn anything, what you learned you wasted half your life, you're 60 years old already, you didn't learn all these things any case, the poor man, what does he do he says, my whole life came out rowing this boat I had no chance to learn anything any case, he's rowing, carrying on He's quiet silent. but then sometimes, Allah t'ala takes mercy on people's, people's broken hearts and gives them a chance also now as they are rowing, suddenly the wind picked up and now the boat started rocking and started rocking even more. Dark clouds are hanging over. Rain is coming down and it's becoming stormy. So now it became very scary. It was becoming a matter of any time this boat might sink. So this old man now said, Well, this is my time to speak. So he turned to them and he said, Sons, you all have learned all these very, very frightening names. I don't even know the names. Long, long words. But tell me one thing, that have you learned how to swim? That if this boat is going to sink just now, then how are you going to get to shore? So they said, look, we learned all these big, big things, but none of us know how to swim. So he says, well, you have then wasted your whole life. Because this boat is going to sink any moment, you are gone. I don't know trigonometry and geometry and rocket science or anything, but I can still move my hands and legs. I know how to swim, I'll get to the corner, I'll get to the shore. I'll get to the bank. And my life will be spared, will be saved. But you have learned all these big, big things. But you didn't learn how to swim. You're gone. You wasted your whole life. I wasted half my life. You wasted your whole life. Now this is just one story somebody probably put together for the moral behind it. But this is the reality of dunya. That many a times, and no harm in learning something that will benefit us, within the limits of Shariat obviously no harm in learning something that will benefit us in dunya also will make it possible for a person to earn a living no problem with that but we often learn all these big big things we don't learn how to swim through this world to get to the banks of the akhirat safely and as a result we get drowned in the dunya now, we learn all these big big things but we get drowned in the dunya then we've lost everything despite learning all these big big things what benefit is it That a person didn't reach the banks of Akhirat safely. But he reached, Allah forbid, the banks of Jahannam. So, together with whatever a person does for the dunya, in terms of earning a living, etc., provided that it is well within the limits of Shariat and Deen. No problem with that. But the priority, the priority is to learn how to swim through this dunya and get safely to Akhirat. That's the priority. The priority is to learn how to swim out of this dunya. And swim away from all the sharks of this dunya. Otherwise, then a person lost dun- Deen and he'll lose dunya as well. And this is something which keeps happening all the time. This is no just some uh, thing that is just in the air, some some rhetoric or some just hypothetical things. These are realities, unfortunately. People get caught up in the dunya to the point where, forget losing Deen, they even lose dunya also person gets caught up in the dunya and the next thing now he's broken his family apart got caught up in the dunya and in the haram of the dunya and these are almost daily occurrences he didn't learn how to swim didn't learn how to swim so now he got caught up the shark of technology caught him and now he got busy chatting around and now the next thing his whole family is split into fragments person got caught up in some other things now he destroyed all his assets and his wealth and everything gone down the drain now dunya deen to was gone already even dunya is gone khasirat dunya wal So we have to learn the priority together with whatever we learn in terms of dunya to acquire halal rizq all means but the priority is to learn how to swim throughout of this world to swim safely to the banks of akhirah. And that requires that we have to attach ourselves to Deen and to the people who will guide us to Deen. One person from one western country, he went to India and now he is boasting about all the achievements of the west. He says, you know what the west have achieved and what what we have done, we have gone to the moon and we have done this and we have done that. So this Person in India carried on listening quietly, and after he finished boasting all about the achievements, so he said, indeed, you'll have put man to walk on the moon, and you'll have learned how to swim like fish, and you will have learned like how to fly like birds. You'll taught the world all this, with your aircraft and whatever else, you've taught the world how to fly like birds. And with your submarines and whatever else you've thought, how to swim like fish, and all these things you've thought. But what you haven't thought, mankind yet, is how to walk on the earth like a human being, like an insan, like a person who has insania, humanity in him, like a person who has true the reality of what a human being is, person who has values within him, person who knows what he's a thing called compassion and kindness, otherwise it's all just superficial. These are just words in the West, in Lamma So the thing is to learn what is the priority is to learn how to get safely to the shores of Akhirat. This person, or one great poet in India, Allama Iqbal, There's some very ajeeb couplets that he has composed. One of the couplets, the meaning of it is that the West has captured the rays of the sun. They have harnessed the rays of the sun which are so bright. They have harnessed that and now they bring that to their benefit. They have harnessed the rays of the sun but they haven't managed to take out the darkness from the heart. So, it's very nice and very good, no problem in harnessing the rays of the sun. It will be very beneficial but first is to bring the light inside the heart and take the darkness out of the heart. Now that is what we have to learn first. That with the remembrance of Allah wa Ta'ala, when the remembrance of Allah Ta'ala comes, then this heart will be enlightened. Then the zulmat and the darkness will go. So it's fine to learn how to polish somebody's car very well. Polish it so much that he can see his face in it. Let alone polish the car itself. Polish the thighs so much that he can see his face in it. The one example which I mentioned many times once at some filling station, I just stopped there, and one person came in one very fancy car, he also stopped to fill up. So while they were filling up, he jumped out of the car, took out his one cloth, and he's now shining the magrams. He might have driven a few kilometers and come, it was looking very clean to me, Allah alam, but he still saw some dust. So after driving five kilometers, he now was sitting and shining the magrams. Maybe he might have stopped after another five kilometers and shined it again, Allah alam. Allah knows best. So, it's very fine to shine the car and make it really sparkle to shine our shoes to the point we can see our face in it but the priority is to shine the heart, make the heart sparkle and this is what Allah Ta'ala is going to look at <inaudible> Allah Ta'ala doesn't look at the outside of a person who he is in terms of what his color is which nationality he belongs to how tall he is or how short he is all these things Allah Ta'ala doesn't look at Allah Ta'ala looks at what's the Iman in the heart and what is the Akhlaq in the heart what is the remembrance of Allah Ta'ala in the heart how sparkling and bright this heart is so this heart has to be enlightened first afterwards everything else first the heart so when the heart will shine now the person will see in the light of that shine of the heart what is the priority in life because Sufyan Sohri, rahmatullahi, very great personality of his time a contemporary Imam one person came to him and he said to him that look I'm a very busy person I don't have time like all of us very very busy we have no time to the point that we don't have time for anybody also our own parents sometimes we don't have time to them for them our own children we don't have time for them sometimes the husband doesn't have time for his wife the wife doesn't have time for her husband because all of them are so busy chatting everybody is very busy on the, on the somebody on the BBM and somebody on their WhatsApp, they don't know what's happening and everything is in chaos so this is, these are the things that have taken all our time up, everybody is so busy so this person came He said, I am very busy I don't have time, but I want some very concise advice give me some advice which will be very brief, very concise so now, what a question now. Somebody comes and asks for advice of this nature. That give me very brief advice. And no harm in asking for advice like that also. One sahabi came to Nabi Wasallam, And he said, Ya Rasulullah, Awsini wa aujis." O Nabi of Allah, give me advice and make it brief. How to absorb it fully. How to digest it completely. So I will take it to heart. And I will go with it. Because I want to practice on it. So in any case, this person also came. And he said, give me this advice, very short, very brief. He said to him, okay. There's your advice. <laughs> That's the end of your advice. You can go. He said, you want advice which is very short, brief, concise? There's it. Make an effort for your dunya, for your world to the extent that you are going to stay in the world and make an effort for the hereafter to the extent that you will be in the hereafter. Because now you can carry on. You can work it out from there. Then Get your proportions right. Get your proportions right. You're going to make an effort for both. We are moving in the dunya. We have to make an effort for the dunya also. So we're going to make an effort for the dunya. But get the proportions right. That Make the effort for the dunya to the extent of the time that you're going to be in the dunya. Now, who has any guarantee that you will even see tomorrow? Tomorrow is far away. We don't have guarantee for the rest of tonight. And the akhirat is everlasting, but Allah Taala's grace is such. A person thinks, well, if this is the case, then there is no point now in doing anything else. I should just seclude myself 365 days in atikaf. But la fi addeen. There is no hermit being, becoming a hermit in Islam in Deen how does a person get this proportion right? But this is the grace of Allah Ta'ala. this is the unlimited mercy of Allah Ta'ala. if a person has his mind and heart right then everything will become deen his heart and mind is focused in the right direction his focus is akhirat then he'll make his business akhirat also then he'll make his laughing and joking with his family also akhirat Allah's Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi would come at night and after all the various other responsibilities there were occasions where which are recorded in the Hadith Sharif Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam would sit down with his wives and then he would relate to them sometimes it would be something light hearted also somebody would he would relate to them some strange things which happened in the past this would be a source of interest for them but there would be some lesson in it also some moral in it one time Nabi ﷺ related to his wives that previously in the previous times 11 men got together and each one of them started describing their husband now this is a very very interesting thing now each husband would want to, like to see now which category he falls in what kind of description sharif, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam sat with his wives and he spoke these kind of things also now a person sits down and spend some time, just light-hearted time with his family. Why? With the intention and Nabi Slasam did this also. That light-heartedness, provided it is within the limits of deen, that light-heartedness has become deen also. A person is conducting his business, not so that I can amass some fortune, and I can be known as somebody, or I can just merely hanker after the luxuries of the world, I'll make a moderate effort, and the reason for making this effort is that this too is a duty that Allah ta'ala has placed. That talabu kasbil halali Al Farida, To earn a halal living is also an obligation after the other farais of deen. It's next in rank. First is the farz, actions of deen. Salah, zakat, hajj, fasting. All the other obligations of deen. Next in line then is earning a halal living also. So to fulfill this and what I earn from this, I will fulfill my needs, I will spend on the makhluk of Allah Ta'ala, the less fortunate, the needy, the widows, the orphans, the destitute, he is making that niyat upfront. I'll spend in the house of Allah Ta'ala, in the cause of deen, in uplifting deen. So now that tijarat provided, now he conducts that business correctly also, just having the right intention and doing anything thereafter is not good enough. Then that's a Robin Hood kind of mentality, that you steal from the rich and spend on the poor and feel he did a great thing. There's no such thing in deen. Otherwise, then if somebody adopts that kind of attitude, then he'll want to come and attack each person and say, no, I'm going to spend whatever I'm going to steal from you on those who don't have it. And say, I'm doing a very good job. You should actually be thanking me. That Instead of giving you the trouble of going and give it to the poor people, I'm just snatching it from you. I'll pass it on. Your car, somebody is dry, uh, walking in the long distances, I'll give it to him. He'll benefit. You'll get the sabab, don't worry. Nobody is going to accept that. So we, he has to do the right thing, he has to do it the right way also. He can't be doing the wrong thing with the right intention. That's not acceptable by Allah So likewise, we've got to have the right intentions about how we conduct business or why we conduct it. So we've got to conduct it in the right way also. We have to conduct it within the limits that Shariah has laid out for us. Then that business will also become deen. Then the time with his family will also be deen. And Every bit of his life, from morning to evening, will become akhirat. So this is the puzzle of Allah Taala. Allah Taala has made it so easy for us, but the issue is that we have to come to the reality. The reality is that we have akhirat in front of us, and the zikr, this remembrance of Allah Taala, this is the thing that will develop this consciousness that we are headed towards the akhirat. Allah Taala is a way of what we are doing where we are looking, what we are listening to what is going through our hearts and minds Allah Ta'ala is aware, Allah Ta'ala is all knowing so now when a person has developed this consciousness, when a person is aware, Allah Ta'ala is watching and Allah Ta'ala has the power to take me to task at this moment then when he has developed that consciousness, that reality now that will become a barrier against him and sin, It will become a barrier against sin now he won't have the himmat and the courage to stretch his hand out in the wrong direction to walk in the wrong direction to look at haram this consciousness of Allah is required within us this will come from the remembrance of Allah Allah says remember me I will remember you subhanallah what a uh, gift and what a reward that is of a cash nature, immediate. Allah Ta'ala says, you remember me, I will remember you. Meaning, you remember me, I will remember you with my favors. With my reward. One Buzruk says, whenever I'm, I'm fully aware when Allah Ta'ala is remembering me. Somebody said, how can you say something like this? Even the Quran says it, says it whenever I'm remembering Allah Ta'ala, I have the conviction Allah is remembering me. I have the conviction at that time, the Quran Sharif is stating it. And if I am neglectful of Allah Ta'ala, then Allah Ta'ala is also not considering me with His favor and His mercy. So, this consciousness of Allah Ta'ala to be developed, we have to dedicate time for this. Together with our fara'is, our sala'is, or the out of the Quran Sharif, some time daily for the remembrance of Allah Ta'ala. In our own time, our own privacy, but sometime we sit down without any distraction. The consciousness of Allah Taala in our hearts, remembering Allah wa Taala, some tasbihad, some zikr, some tilawad In this way, this consciousness, this heart, will be enlightened. And, the, and in the light of this zikr of Allah wa Taala, then this will guide us towards Allah Taala. It will make it easy for us to do the right things. And it will, when this darkness is not there in the heart, then this heart will not be attracted towards darkness. Because light things attract. If there's darkness inside, then all the dark things outside will attract it. It will drag it like a magnet. And the person will say, but I just can't leave it. I'm trying to give it up, I can't give it up. Because inside is darkness and outside is darkness. They are dragging one another like magnets. But bring light, then this light and light and heart will be taken like a magnet towards those things that are light. Then you'll find enjoyment in dhikr, enjoyment in tilawat of the Qur'an Sharif, enjoyment in salah, enjoyment in all the good things that Allah has made good so this is the thing that we have to keep reminding ourselves about, that what is our object in life, we have to swim through this world to get to the banks of Akhirat, to get to the shores of Jannat, to get into Jannat and for that we have to learn first and foremost how to swim this requires that we take the guidance of those who have acquire this guidance also, those who will be able to guide us, Alhamdulillah Allah's servants are many who have the knowledge, the expertise that will guide us? Allah Ta'ala has kept the system to carry on till Qiyamat. Allah Ta'ala has made it first, Ya, yuhalladhina wa kunu ma'asadiqeen. That all you believe, fi Allah Ta'ala. And the prescription of developing this is to be with the righteous, the pious, the sadiqeen, the truthful. Then Allah Ta'ala will create truthful all the time. It is not possible Allah Ta'ala gives a command and doesn't make the means for fulfilling the command so Allah Ta'ala's servants are plenty but if we look for them inshallah we'll find many we need to take the guidance and we need to redirect our focus focus is not dunya focus is akhirat and when a person makes akhirat his focus Allah Ta'ala makes his dunya also an example of Jannat and dunya that becomes example of Jannat it starts off inside the heart that peace, that tranquility, that serenity, because his heart gets connected to Jannah. May Allah wa ta-ala give me and all of us the tawfiq of becoming conscious of Allah ta-ala all the time. And may Allah ta-ala grant us the ability to swim through this world in a manner that keeps us safe from all the sharks of nafs and shaitan and all the things that will destroy us. May Allah ta-ala take us safely into the, right into Wa For make zikr for a few minutes.
0: is said duruchara سننًا إمن أبرا على حبيبك خير الخلق كلهم إذ الله <سؤال> نبينا محمدًا صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهله لا إله إلا الله لا إله إلا الله la ilaha illallah 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 la illallah La ilaha illallah, la ilaha illallah, la ilaha illallah, la ilaha illallah. Muhammadun Rasulullah sallallahu ta'ala alayhi wa तो ही तो हो तो ही तो हो तो ही तो गैर से बिल्कुल ही उठ जाए नजर तो नफसो शैतान दोनों ने मिलकर आए किया है मुझको तबा ए मेरे मौला मेरी मदद कर चाहता हूं मैं तेरी पना मुझसा خلق में कोई नहीं गो बंदकिनदार नामासिया तू भी मगर है बख्श दे मेरे सारे ab to rahe bas taad mein aakhir virde zabaaye mere ilah لا إله الله Ilaha, إله إلا الله لا إله, الله, لا إله الله محمد الرسول الله صلى الله تبارك وتعالى عليه وسلم الله الله جل جلاله darbadam man sirre man pedaam kun ilahi e bandarab swaam kun darbadam man sirre man pedaam kun har tamanna dil se ruksat ho gayin ab to aaja ab to khalwat ho gayin har tamanna dil se ruksat ho khalwat ho gayin mita لا إله إلا الله محمد الله صلى الله تبارك وتعالى عليه وسلم
1: اللهم لك الحمد كله
0: ولك الشكر كله اللهم لا على نفسك يزال الله عنا نبينا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهله ربنا غلمنا أنفسنا وإن لم تخفلنا وترحمنا لنكون من, من الخاسرين ربنا لنا من أزواجنا وذرياتنا قرة أعين وجعلنا للمتقين إماما ربنا لنا ذنوبنا وكفر عنا سيئاتنا وتوفنا مع الأبرار ربنا وآتنا ما وعدتنا على رسلك ولا تخزنا يوم القيامة Inna ta la tuhli fil
1: ilahu Illahul alamin ya, Allah>, ya Allah>, most Allah, most merciful Allah, most gracious Allah, most kind Allah, most loving Allah, Illahul alamin ya Allah, forgive all our media and sunna ya Allah, alamin ya you granted us everything, ya Allah, alamin, you have given us the air to breathe for free, ya Allah. For one moment we don't get this air, for one minute we don't get this air, Allah, we will be totally, ya Allah, without any life, ya Allah. Illahul alamin, you have given us the air to breathe, ya Allah. You have given us water to drink, ya Allah. Ilahul You have given us food to eat, Ya Allah. Ilahul You have given us so many luxuries and comforts, Ya Allah. Ilahul Ya Allah, all Your nesmats are pouring down upon us every moment, Ya Allah. Ilahul yet we have been so ungrateful to You, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we have used all Your nesmats to break Your commands, Ya Allah. Ilahul how, Ya Allah, ungrateful and how, Ya Allah, sinful we have been, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, but on this night, Ya Allah, we are acknowledging all the wrong we have done, Ya Allah. And we are begging your forgiveness, Ya Allah. Illahuul alamin, forgive us entirely, Ya Allah. Ya Allah forgive us, Ya Allah. Forgive our families, Ya Allah. Forgive our relatives, Ya Allah. Forgive our friends, Ya Allah. Ya Allah forgive the entire ummah of Rasulullah Ya sallam. Illahu la alamin, Ya Allah. You save us from all the sins, Ya Allah. Save us from every haram, Ya Allah. Ya Allah save us from the sins of the eyes, Ya Allah. Save us from the sins of the ears, Ya Allah. Save us from the sins of the tongue, Ya Allah. Ilahul alamin save us from the sins of the heart ya Allah ya purify our hearts ya Allah ya purify our hearts ya Allah ya fill our hearts with the nur of zikr ya Allah fill our hearts with the nur of tilawat ya Allah ilahul alamin fill our hearts with the nur of salah, ya Allah ya Allah fill our hearts with the nur of ibadat ya Allah ya Allah remove all the darknesses from our hearts ya Allah ya protect us from deception of shaitan ya Allah ilahul alamin protect us from the deception of nafs and shaitan ya ilahul alamin save us from all the fitnah and fasadi ya Allah Ya Allah, you keep us in your protection, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, without your protection, we cannot be saved, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we cannot protect ourselves for one moment, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, do not leave us to ourselves for the blink of an eyelid also, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, keep us in your protection, Ya Allah. Keep our families in your protection, Ya Allah. Keep our friends and relatives in your protection, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, protect the entire ummah, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, throughout the world, the Ummad is in suffering, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, remove the suffering of the ummah, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we acknowledge this is as a result of our misdeeds, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you forgive us, ya Allah. Forgive the ummati, ya Allah. Grant us a tawfiq of doing those a'mal that will bring down your rahmat, ya Allah. Ya Allah, save us from those a'mal that will bring your wrath and Azabi ya Allah. Allah, Allah, all those are sick, give them shifa kamila, ajila, mustamirra daima. Ilahul Alameen, those who are in any difficulties, remove their hardships and difficulties, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, those who are in financial problems, Ya Allah, remove their hardships, Ya Allah. Grant halal and tayyib risk to each one, Ya Allah. Allah, grant Barkat in each one's risk and sustenance, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, save us from every drop and every grain of haram, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, you protect us, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, take us with Iman, Ya Allah. Allah, keep us with Iman till the last moment, Ya Allah. And take us with Iman, Ya Allah. Take us with the kareem, Allah, Ilaha illallah, Muhammadur Rasulullah. Ya Allah take us at the time that you are pleased with us and we are pleased with you Ya Allah. Make our covers gardens of Jannah for us Ya Allah. Ya Allah grant us the shafat of Rasulullah alayhi Allah. Ya Allah give us Jannatul for those without any reckoning Ya Allah. Ya Allah we are not capable of giving any accounting Ya Allah. Ya Allah we cannot account for anything Ya Allah. Ya Allah will be destroyed if you are taken to account Ya Allah. Ya Allah give us Jannatul for those without any reckoning Ya Allah. Ya Allah all those who have passed away from our families throughout the world Ya Allah. يا الله تعود أمتي يا الله يا الله فل فل در قبر زنور يا الله Make their complete maqfirat, Ya Allah. Give them the highest stages in the akhirat, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, those of our parents who have passed away, Ya Allah. Fill their khabars with noor, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, make their complete maqfirat, Ya Allah. Give them a special place in ala illiyin, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, those of our parents who are living, Ya Allah. Give them sihat, Ya Allah. Give them afiyat, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, give birth in their lives and health, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, give us a tawfiq of Ya Allah serving them and being obedient to them, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, let us gain jannat out of service to them, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, all those who have, Ya Allah, any. Allah need ya Allah out of the raid fulfill their needs ya Allah. Ya Allah fulfill each one's pious aspirations ya Allah. Bismillah alamin ya Allah. Ya Allah, all the things that we have asked for, ya Allah, grant us that as well, ya Allah. Whatever we have not asked for, we should have asked for it, ya Allah, grant us that as well, ya Allah. Allahum <laughs> inna nas'aluka min khairi ma sa'alaka minhu nabiyuka wa habibuka seyyiduna Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Wa na'udhu bika min shari musta'adaka minhu nabiyuka wa habibuka seyyiduna Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Antal musta'an wa alaykal wa la hawla la quwata illa billahi al-adhi وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد وآله وأصحابه المعين والحمد لله رب.